0: Hey, it's Matthew George. It's a strange and confusing time out there. While COVID-19 is still a presence and concern, we are also experiencing so many other things at the same time. The impacts of a severe economic downturn, the Black Lives Matter movement and calls for social change, and that's not to mention a nation bracing itself for what's sure to be a contentious national election. Within this whole stew of stuff, people are pausing and reevaluating. They're trying to work out and articulate what they think and feel about it all. They're trying to find a way to navigate through a time of great uncertainty. So we're going to turn the focus of our podcast toward all that. We're giving it a new name, digging into dissonance, and we'll be exploring what the folks at Deutsch are thinking, their worries and what they are perplexed by, but also their wishes and thoughts about the promise the future may hold. So let's just get into it. Let's see what today's guest has to say.
1: Well, um, I'm Andrea Segura, and I go by Drea. I'm senior producer, and um, I have been mostly in New York, mostly in our apartment. We had the good fortune of moving two days before quarantine started. Right now, I'm in Italy.
0: Oh my God!
1: So, yeah, I know um, just temporarily, but we—I have a Spanish passport, and my boyfriend has an Italian passport. So, we are actually over here dealing with some family stuff.
0: Like when you say dealing with family stuff, it sounds slightly onerous. Is it or?
1: Um, things are okay, but uh, we're here with his his grandparents, so we're staying, We're getting to be with them
0: through okay. this, which is which is nice. And where in Italy are you?
1: Um, Northern Italy, outside of Verona. We're on a piazza, basically, in the middle of a town, but the town sits out in the country. Okay. So, yeah, it's rural, but it's not. Okay. there's actually, like, restaurants and things around us, but yeah. not very many
0: people. So, uh, because you're quarantined there, you haven't had as much exposure to people as you normally would, I'd imagine.
1: No, not really. And we're trying to keep, we got tested as soon as we got here, um, both negative, thank goodness. And just out of an abundance of caution because we're living with his grandparents and we're really close to them and we're here for them, so. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, um, we, you know, we've been working from home a while and, and pe- people settled in, maybe they found a schedule, a set of routines, set of behaviors that kind of work for them and, and other people really haven't where would you put yourself sort of on that continuum?
1: I think we've had phases. Yeah. Um, at the beginning, when we first went into quarantine, we were setting up the apartment, and so we had our little routine. And then as soon as we didn't need to set up the apartment anymore, we had to kind of establish what that routine was going to be. And so that was a lot of, like, taking walks before the day started and after the day ended, mm. mostly just to to kind of have a commute or have a sense of a commute. So. Right. It was nice to have a sense of like we leave, we go somewhere, and we come back. But even though that wasn't really, we weren't going anywhere
0: specifically. Right.
1: We're just like walking around our neighborhood.
0: Yeah, and and where and where did you move to?
1: <laughs> actually, Hudson Yards. So, oh wow! Okay. Oh my god.
0: Yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. So I'm very close to the office. Um, and it would have been really nice, but I've actually never commuted from my new apartment.
0: Right. So, so right now, Drea, we've got, you know, there's an, an awful lot of stuff, big stuff happening at once, right? We've still got COVID-19, there's severe economic uncertainty, we've got the rise of BLM and all the social issues and calls for change around that. We've got this run up to the November election, which, you know, is probably going to be a big mess. But within kind of all that stuff, what is sort of more at the forefront of your mind
1: Hmm. I worry, I find myself worrying about it all. I think it all kind of hits you in stages. Mm. Um, and I find myself feeling that it's so important that all of this is happening at the same time and feeling like I want to dive in and explore and learn and say things and do things and everything all at the same time. And I, then it just starts to become overwhelming. <laughs> You're like I have to, I have to pull back and actually, um, come up with a way to deal with this that makes sense for me. That's not, it doesn't make it overwhelming. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And what, what kind of things have you done to make it less overwhelming?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Actually a friend of mine, he kind of distills all the information that's flying around. Right. Into actionable steps that you can take. Um, And it's just among friends right now, but I've found it just to be like the, the one piece of of news that I really look forward to getting every week because I I find it really hard myself to go through everything and on top of work. So to get his email every week where he kind of distills everything that's happening in the news into here's some positive feedback, um, here are some organizations that are doing good things around you. He kind of focuses it on New York City so whether that's going to a march to take place in a march or to donate or to sign petitions or what have you. He kind of, he distills it all into something that you can do. Hmm. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. What an interesting idea. Mm -hmm.
1: When you have just so much information flying at you from all different directions, it's hard to kind of just like focus on, on a few things and actually take action, take the right action, do do things that make sense for you. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It kind of has like quotes from the week and things that people are saying, things that people are doing and then things that you can do and mm. just general resources to consider and kind of just things that are, that he's read that he found little tidbits that he's kind of distilled into like what he called the PSA.
0: And what what's his background like what makes what makes him particularly qualified to do this or, or is it just someone that's just kind of a Renaissance man and disabled to do it <laughs>
1: <laughs> no so he's an actor um, okay. and he found himself unemployed and with his in his free time he found that he was doing the same thing that we're all doing and which mm. is just like reading reading participating as you can listening learning you know but but he found that he needed to take a step back from it because he was, it was really doing something to his mental state, uh-huh. um, really impacting him in a negative way. And it started as just like, I think, a close group of friends for him that he'd sent it around to. And I, he got a lot of positive feedback myself and Jonathan included, wrote back and we were like, this is exactly what we needed because we're having a really hard time watching the news. Yeah. Huh. You know? Um, and in and finding meaningful ways to engage.
0: How interesting. What a, what a thoughtful and, and productive response, you know, really, really neat. Yes. Yeah.
1: I'm blown away uh, by it. I, I love it.
0: And with, within that, the same context, just all these things swirling around, Drea, mm-hmm. how has work felt during it? Uh, has, has work felt somehow less consequential or equally consequential? have you had to do special things to make work as important, you know, to keep, to keep your eye on the ball during this?
1: You know, that's a really good, it's a really good question. I, I don't think that work has ever felt inconsequential. I have always felt beyond fortunate to have the job that I do through all of this. And that the fact that we're still working and not just working, but making really good work and we're still able to function as a team and we're still able to, you know, communicate with our clients in a productive way. And I've found that my I, I fall back on work as, my, as something that really props me up and keeps me going. Mm-hmm. But I will say that the lens in which kind of I evaluate the work that I'm doing has changed a little bit, especially with everything that's happening. Now, in what way? I guess it just feels like um, there's so much in the world right now that you want to change and you want to help with you want to involve yourself in and everything. And you're like, where does my work fit into that? But Uh I also think that, you know, maybe right now it doesn't because the projects I'm doing maybe don't at the moment, but I think that there's, especially as a producer, there's a lot that you can do to change the work that you're doing, you know, to make sure that there's equal representation. And I know our clients are all very, very, very concerned about that, making sure that, you know, the work they're creating is meaningful and and has good representation across the board.
0: Um, so within all this stuff, are there things that make you hopeful and optimistic about the future? All of it. All of it.
1: I think all of it makes me hopeful and optimistic about the future. All of the conversations that are happening right now as uncomfortable and as anxiety driving as they are are so important and i hope that meaningful change will come from it yeah on all levels you know from just us you know at a grassroots level who are you know engaging with our friends and sending around articles that we find interesting and things that we can petitions we can sign and and marches we can take part in but all the way up to the top i hope that you know it drives change and it's i also feel rarely do you actually feel like you're living history, Mm. you know? And I have felt just this kind of overwhelming, overwhelming feeling that we are living in history right now. What happened, what comes out of this will be
0: traced back to this point. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Trace back to this point and like, we'll change everything, you know, like even down to the way we work, I think the way we work will change. Yeah. We're all seeing that we can be productive from home and that, you know, maybe our work days aren't Five days a week, nine hmm. to five, or, or ten to six, or whatever. Maybe right. maybe it's a two day in the work in the office, and then three days at home. I don't know. Right. Maybe we'll see.
0: Maybe it's two days in and uh, <laughs> five days, uh, seven to midnight <laughs> flex yeah. hours.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the that's the ish. that's the flip side of it. That's yeah, the-
0: <laughs> it is like that sometimes, isn't it? The um, as you're talking about. I mean, you're a white woman, and as you're talking about BLM in particular and the various issues around that, how comfortable have you felt talking about that?
1: Um, you know, I felt like I have had some kind of uncomfortable conversations, mm-hmm. but important uncomfortable conversations. Right. There's actually some really good – there's a really good – series online right now by uh emmanuel ocho who's who went to the university of texas he's a friend of a friend but he um he's been filming these uh uncomfortable conversations with a black man Uh the series that he started during all of this and they're amazing and i think they bring up really good topics he's so articulate and in such a he's so eloquent in such a beautiful way, the way he talks about all of this and the way that he addresses these uncomfortable subjects.
0: You're you're smiling as you say that. Are is the tone of them humorous or is it serious no, or is no, it no. both?
1: No, 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 serious. It's serious. It's very serious, but he's I, I think he has I, this supernatural talent for tackling tough issues in a way that makes sense. Mm. for everyone in a way that makes people feel comfortable in their discomfort, you know? I find them to be eye-opening, and I find that I leave watching them with a different perspective than when I went in.
0: Okay. I'll have to check them out. It sounds really interesting. Just two, two more questions. One quick one. Work is going to change in a bunch of ways, but do you think we're going to lose something that was really great that we're just never going to get back.
1: Mm. Um, I really hope that we don't lose the ability to travel together. Mm. I, I think there's something really valuable about being on set with people Uh and making the work that you're making and not just that, but traveling with your coworkers. Also, you just, it's fun. it's wonderful. Yeah. And I don't want to lose that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Like some of my very closest friends are through work and, um, I, I don't want to lose that kind of connection.
0: Yeah. So this is, uh, li- uh, this is a little bit of a projection exercise question. Just put yourself 20 years in the future and imagine you're telling, you know, say your children or, or grandchildren or nieces and nephews, whoever, people who weren't alive during this time, about this time, you know, hey, here's what it was like, here's what happened, here's what was important. What do you think are going to be the first, the first thing or first things you're going to tell people?
1: I, I mean, this is a little bit, this isn't very concrete by any means, but I think it's going to be like, we didn't know. So we didn't know this, 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 and this. We don't know yet. We don't Mm. know these things yet ourselves as we have this conversation. But we're gonna say to our children, grandchildren, whoever, we didn't know X, Y, Z as it was happening and we were talking about not knowing that 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 was gonna happen, you know? We didn't know that this was gonna happen, come out of, that this was gonna change coming out of, you know, the time right now, that this is what caused the virus, that this is what was the treatment and there's so many unknowns that we're, that are all gonna, you know, pan out and we're gonna see, we're gonna have answers Right. Pretty soon, I imagine. And right now, as we have this conversation, we don't know any of these answers. And we're right. living in a time of such uncertainty. It's going to be so interesting to go back to this conversation in 20 years and say, look at all these things that we didn't know, that we were talking about. And we have all, we have all these answers now.
0: Right. You know? In retrospect, it's like, how could have we not known that? But guess what? Exactly. We
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, do you remember like the beginning of this whole, of the, of the virus, we didn't wear masks we're gonna that's that kind of information is just going to continue to show itself and right now we don't know anything about anything
0: (laughs) yeah well listen andrea thank you so much for doing this i really appreciate it you know everybody i talk to says something a little different you know sometimes people talk about the same things but they talk about them in a way that's very uh you know, this very them, or that just sort of sheds a whole new facet on it. So that's that's a real pleasure for me. So thank you for doing that also. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and be safe over there, okay? Okay. Alrighty,
1: bye-bye. <laughs> Bye.
0: That's it for now. Thanks for listening. And thanks to Vinita Chio for the logo and podcast tile design. Our theme music is Bardo Rush by Bruce Coburn, courtesy of True North Records. Lastly, thanks to Vanta Lepage, Daniela Morrison, and Valentina Baraldi for all their help getting this up and running and out there into the world. We'll see you next time. A little audio asterisk here. The views presented in this podcast are those of the individuals recorded on the interview and not those of Deutsch So, now you know that.